Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn. All right, wait, fabulous fifth hour is here. And uh, as we launch this uh, President's Day, Rod, we're supposed to have been a holiday for a lot of folks out there. You heard Don Miller with the traffics are lighter than they've been. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's one of those thing. we learned earlier. We like to do the history lesson for you. President's Day began way back in the 1870s as, a, uh, as uh, they honored uh, Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, who both have February birthdays. There you go. February 12th for Honest Abe and February 22nd for George Washington. Shout out. So it seemed like a good time. The third Monday of uh, February would be President's Day. I uh, love the holiday edition of Hook Em Up with uh, Ian Rodby. Having a lot of fun. Fifth, fabulous fifth hour. Actually, I want to get into some um, some NBA discussion here about the All-Star uh, game a little bit, too, uh, in the fifth hour because there are now some um, – some grand, uh, I would say, predictions being made possibly about how they're going to improve the NBA. It, actually, Stephen A., we'll hear from Stephen A. later. I'll send uh, my man uh, the sound um, so that Brock can play it for you guys. But he says they should get rid of it, the All-Star game. Stephen A. does? Yeah, Stephen A. said they should get rid of it. He's done with it. And, you know, he's he does tend to be a little bit hyperbolic, but he says it's in that bad of shape. I remember when people – that was the case for the Pro Bowl. They were like, man, they got to get rid of this thing. It's just that, just that bad. And at first it seemed like, you know, hyperbole, get rid of the Pro Bowl, but they ultimately did. They ultimately just got rid of it. It's like, man, it's way more of a burden than it is a benefit. It's time to get rid of it. I don't know if they're there yet with the NBA All-Star game because I don't know what the alternatives would be, but I remember when the discourse got to – it was that frustrating for people who were – Real NBA insiders uh, and people in the NFL who were like legitimately the NFL insiders and the guys who were former players were saying, "No, nah, we got to get rid of this game. The game, the Pro Bowl is it's it's terrible. It's actually hurting the game more than it is helping it." Absolutely. Well, let's talk about that now. Uh, we'll pick up the Travis Kelsey conversation coming up. Uh, or which order you want to do this in? We could do the Kelsey conversation. Or- I sent you the sound back of you uh, of Stephen A. Smith saying that they, they can get rid of the NBA All Star Game if you want to play that. I, I I DM'd it to you. All right, we'll do the Kelsey coming up at yeah. the bottom of the hour. Uh, but that's interesting because look, I mean, that's, I'll, where, that's I'll how bad it is. To me, I don't bash players, but it's shame on the players because they don't care to want to play hard. Then you're right. You should. It's the same reason the Pro Bowl went away. Um, and, and it was always, you know, concerning because football is a contact sport. Right? It's a collision sport, and you're, you know, but if you, it's like a fight. If you don't, wanna, if you don't really want to fight, there's no fight. There's no fight. There's no fight. <laughs> just what are we doing here? Um, so I, I, it would be a shame because this is someone who grew up loving the NBA All Star Break and the All Dunk Contest. But if it's if the players aren't going to take it seriously and it's really just a branding event and a, you know, a gathering of get get everybody together, yeah. Then yeah, you might as well get rid of it. I mean, yeah. So here's Stephen A. Smith, and we'll cut it off if he's just rambling on because um, I think it's a couple of minutes. But here's Stephen A. Smith uh, with Shannon Sharp on uh, first take, talking about what he thinks they should do with the All Star Game. Stephen A. Is this All Star Game fixable? No, not if President constructed. Shannon Sharp, I'm of this mindset right now. They need to do away with All Star Weekend. Just get rid of it. The whole weekend? No, no, no. Let me finish. The three-point okay. shooting contest, I'm totally good with. The three-point shooting contest, not just Steph Curry and UNESCO, who were fabulous, but the overall three-point shooting contest never cheats us, never disappoints us. They're going out there, they shoot, trying to make shots. There's nothing wrong with the three-point. I'm talking about the skills competition, 
I'm talking about a slam dunk competition, and I'm talking about the All-Star game. Let me start with the All-Star game. Ladies and gentlemen, what transpired last night was an absolute travesty. Nearly 400 points were scored. No defense, no effort whatsoever. This is the ultimate indictment against the NBA stars who show up on NBA All-Star Weekend. You play harder in the summer league when you're training. That's all anybody's asking. We all know that when you're playing in the summertime and stuff like that, ain't nobody trying to get hurt. But you still give one another effort because you're working on your game. You can give the fans at least that. Nobody's asking you to compete like you're going up against the playoffs or even a regular season game. But when you are working out in summertime, Shannon, you know this, okay? You see guys giving effort in the summertime. That's all I'm saying. To that degree, that is not hard. The fact that you will go out there and flagrantly show such a lack of effort on the defensive side of the ball in any capacity is is just a travesty. Now, if you want to sit up there and look at the fact that the kids are there to watch you, that's fine because they may not care. But anybody that knows basketball does, and we know it's a flagrant lack of effort and it's embarrassing, and we know if money was on the line, you'd be giving more effort even though you're already getting paid hand over foot. It's really a travesty. Let me. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't agree with Stephen A. very often, um, but I don't know if there's anything to do to fix it. Brian Winhorst said they should pay him more money because they have such, you know, obviously they have such bloated salaries. No, they bloated, but they're, they're big salaries and they're guaranteed salaries. So once back in the day, Gary Payton talked about this, how they wanted to win the All-Star game because, hey, man, they wanted the bonus. It actually meant something to them. These guys don't care nothing about the bonus because it's minuscule compared to what they're actually making. So could you pay them more money? And would that matter? Um, the NFL did try that with the Pro Bowl, and it didn't work. Yeah. And then the guys were like, nah, I don't care that much about it. It's not enough money for, to make me care. Well, there's a there's a bigger debate about our, our All Star games in general. Just you know, the old folks like me like them. They're nostalgic. It's fun. It's what we grew up with. Uh, baseball's still very competitive, but baseball it, it's you know you can be competitive in a baseball game. Uh, you know, you just show yeah. up and play ball. But um, yeah, I don't disagree with them. At the same time, it is I, look. This is it, there really has to be a concern rod in. That that sport in the next fifteen years, once LeBron James and Steph Curry move on, if this because like all you're hearing these days is the former players calling out the current players Seems for not well. caring, yeah. like load management. Why we, we didn't take days off, guys? We played. You show up and play. And LeBron plays. It, it's almost LeBron like does the. Play. I mean, the LeBron shows it. Well, he LeBron's old school, right? Yeah, I mean, LeBron plays. is. And more Steph old. does too. Steph tries to play a lot more. And I know there are guys in the new school that will play every night, and that's but but too many of the stars, as we've talked about, do not. And it's they think it's unfair that they have to have these rules about load management and how many games they have to play. I mean, the entitlement is pretty strong here. I mean, they're as, as you know, they're making guaranteed contracts, they're making huge dollars, um, but it's it's like they're forgetting who pays those bills. Um, the ticket buyer and the TV watcher pay those bills, and Adam Silver knows this. The the, the, the numbers just don't add up if we if we if we continue to lose viewers, and when Steph and LeBron leave. Again, we said all morning, what was the number one thing to tune into? It was the, I- the INSQ uh, oh, yeah. Steph Curry three-point contest. That was great. Well, Steph's going to move on. Steph is still turns on television sets. I still want to see Steph shoot from the other basket under the tunnel. Uh, <laughs> make a basket. Uh, LeBron, though, whatever you think of him, he, he's, he's for the last 20 years has been must-see TV, whether you want to root against him or for him. Uh, when those guys leave, 
they're in trouble, Rod, because if they're going to give up their all-star game, if, if the, it's, it's all – and I think you're hearing the former players, not just you, you and me, but the former players calling their attention to it. Guys, the, the, it, you're not just owed this money. This money has to be earned. Yeah. We earned it. A lot of like these guys are the reason these TV contracts are where they are, where the salary cap is where it is, was the players who played before them who set this up. But it can go away in a very competitive sporting landscape Mm -hmm. where everyone's trying to grow and the MLS is trying to grow and NFL continued, you know, college football is growing like crazy. Uh, The sports ecosystem, as you call it, Rod, you know, you got to you got to make sure you're maintaining your place within it. And I know there are a lot of young basketball fans, but, you know, it, 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 there, are, there, are, there are enough fans who look at it and say, wait a second, this product, what's it, what's it going to be when, when these guys go? I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm not, like, predicting demise, but I'm warning them that they better appreciate what does pay the salary that they're guaranteed. Yeah, and I thought, I've talked about it before. You know, it's when you do have the post-LeBron, post-Steph era, whenever it starts, they're really going to have a hard time trying to promote the sport with an American-born superstar because a lot of your superstars right now, your MVPs, they're from overseas, right? Your Jokic, your Giannis, Luka's probably going to be the next one to win one. You know, and that's a different brand of basketball. That's a different type of basketball player that's coming from overseas. Nothing wrong with that. That's great. It shows you the popularity of the sport. Um, But it's easier to sell a sport when you have an American-born superstar. This is why boxing struggled to sell boxing for a while because they have enough American-born stars. Soccer, same thing in America. They want a big American-born soccer star so that you can sell it to Americans. That actually is a tougher sell when you don't have one of those. And right now, I mean, John Morant – um, I mean, Zion Williamson. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. I mean, that's right? who they were supposed that's to be. I'm supposed, to be, supposed yes. to be. Yeah, and you know, I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot of great players, but when you look at the NBA and you start breaking down which one of them are born in America, American-born stars, not as many as you think. I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander is Canadian, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a young star on the rise. Like it, there are not as many of the American-born superstars as you think. You'd be like, man, look at Wimby. He's Wimby. You know, he's from France. He's supposed to be the next superstar in face and, of the league. And Wemby is going to be the guy, right? I mean, he, he is going to be the guy. And nothing wrong with them just saying you, need, you, need, you want a nice mixture. And it seems to be now it's a lot more lopsided that those superstars. And I will say, I mean, Wemby and Luca, you know, even though they're not American born, can be very likable. No, of course. Yeah, I'm, they not, can be, I'm yes. with you on that. I'm not saying uh, people don't like them. Sure. But. Uh, I mean, but those are the guys that have to own it, though. Those are the guys yeah. that are going to have to, because Zion Williamson is not mature enough to handle this, right? He, and Ja is ja not necessarily mature enough to handle it either. I mean, Jalen Brown, who we played earlier, was in the dunk contest. He's one guy that can be a – Tatum. Uh, Jason Tatum. Tatum's another one of those guys. They're guys, but, you know, it's just – if they're going to – if they're considering – if Stephen A. Smith's advocating canceling the All-Star game, not, not, not the All-Star break, but the game. Uh, you know, there's, there's also this, Rod, that the um, – you know, the, the Rising Stars game, even back on the, that they played on Friday night, like even it has a lot of guys that most fans don't know. Mm-hmm. And this goes to what we're watching in women's basketball, Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark is a star Name who's growing yeah. the sport. Yep. She's growing because she's been at, their, at that school for three or four years now, and she's must-see TV. People tune in to watch her. People go see her. They sell out stadiums, even on the arenas on the road, to see Caitlin Clark play. Whenever she goes to the WNBA, she's going to be a story. This is, and this is another thing the sport of basketball has lost because they don't market their basketball players in college right now because there's so much transfer portal. I mean, we know Houston's really good, right? U of H, UConn. Well, name their four best players. Exactly. Can you? No. Most Americans can't. Most Americans can't. They'll tune in in March Madness and start watching them because they'll help fill out a bracket and everybody has a bracket and everybody cares. 
but you know, it used to be that the stars of of college stayed a couple, two, three, four years. Even Kevin Durant stayed for one year, yeah. and by the time he got to the pros, he was a star. Yeah, promoted him. Yeah. But the 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 watering down of college basketball and the growth of the G League. And by the way, Adam Silver did say over the weekend. They're going to have to look into the Ignite program with the NIL, right? We've got to look mm-hmm. in if, you know, do we really want the Ignite, you know, where they're, they're siphoning high school players out? Yep. Do they really want that if there's NIL? Are they going to be able to compete in that, that, that space? space yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, that's true. I think there's some pretty major problems there when you're and, – and, and they, the players have to realize. I mean, I don't know if they need to get them in front of an economist, but, you know, guys, <laughs> this money can go away. These guarantee contracts can get smaller. If we start losing t- TV audience to such an extent, if we don't play uh, competitive regular season games, that's what the in-season tournament was all about, was trying it to was. put something in the middle of the year yeah. that would at least you know, get them on the radar screen yeah. before Christmas. And as you said, now the NFL is just taking their Christmas day away. No, that's theirs. <laughs> that's ours. Christmas, yeah, owns that. And now college basketballs or college football is coming out with a 12-team playoff that's going to spread all the way into January, which is whether you like that or not is going to bring a ton of interest and a ton of eyeballs all the way into to, to mid to late January. That's true. Um, you know, Adam Silver's got work to do here because and and you know I don't know how to fix college ba- basketball because you know the, the players who stay around in in college basketball like the Max Acemuses of the world that Those play for four not going to be your NBA stars. They're not going pro. No. Yeah, they're going to probably be able to play around the world. Yep. And that's that's you know there's no easy answer to it, but it is a problem. It is a problem of what this sport's going to look like. Uh, in 10 years. Yeah. The post-LeBron, post-Steph era of the NBA is going to be really interesting. Like I said, they'll still have great star power, but you're right. There will be a generation of basketball fans who I, I fear are going to lose interest yeah. in the NBA. So, I mean, and you, your interest wanes now, but I think they'll just lose interest overall when those guys aren't in it. Yeah. And well, that'd be, the, that'd be the problem. And you'll have to um... – I mean, I'd have to see some metrics and some numbers on their young audience and are they growing oh, young. Oh, no, they, they're growing a young audience. Because I do know yeah. they're young people because I'm 51 years old. So, you know, when, when I was growing up, I was a huge NBA fan and I'm not nearly – They have the biggest social media following of yes. all the major sports. So I'm sure they're doing a lot of a lot of incentive. I mean, yeah. But, again, at the, at the base of And they're growing it, internationally. Remember, they're in China now. They, you know, their, their product is an international product too. I get that. Yeah, yeah. and Wemby can be a global star. Yes. I mean, Luca can be a global star. Yes. I get that. Yes, yes. 100%. It's part of that reach and, those guys. You know, that that is a great point. That uh, it's such a global game that uh, you know your 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 finances can be can be global, but at the same time your ticket buyers and your fan bases are local, and you have to play to them. And, and look, advertisers are local. Look, look here. Look what did they say about college basketball? Most college most Americans don't care about college basketball until it gets to March, March Madness. Yep. Well, we're getting more and more to where most people don't care about the NBA until it gets to June Pl- playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Where they just, I think it's going to get more and more. It's yep. like, what am I tuning? And it goes back to the you know, props to Scott Van Pelt for the perfect tweet. You know, guys, if, if, if it appears you don't care, I don't care. And there's the All Star Game is now being being advocated for going away because they don't care. The, the load management and you know re, even regular season games don't don't have the intensity that a playoff game has. Anybody, any common fan can see it. Um, and there's not rivalries as we talked about. Like who's the villain? Who's yeah. who's everybody chasing? Um, and, and, you know, one of the problems for the NBA right now is that Nikola Jokic, your best player, is not polarizing. He's just – he's perfectly yeah. likable. Yeah. He's perfectly likable. Well, and not only that, he doesn't necessarily search out the limelight, right? He doesn't no. necessarily want to be well, in the limelight. tries to avoid it. Yeah, he, yeah, he's the face of the league who doesn't necessarily embrace being a face of the league. In baseball, Dale, just Mike, Mike Trout was like that, right? He's basically oh, kind of yeah. like Mike Trout. He's a, he's a tremendous talent, but – 
actually he's better than Mike Trout because at least he won championships. <laughs> so I guess in that respect. But he's the, he's the best player in the league, but he doesn't embrace that lifestyle. And as a matter of fact, shies away from it and tries to, you know, get back to, you know, his home uh, country as much as he can because he doesn't really care about the – uh, the the real the headlines and he doesn't care about the popularity of being the best player. It doesn't matter to him, and that's great because he makes him a hell of a basketball player. But you almost need them to be ambassadors, your best players to be the ambassadors for the sport. He's not interested in being an ambassador for basketball. Hundred percent. He doesn't care. Oh, uh, and that's yeah. again, and the, the, the and he's probably going to retire early too. And, and look, he's one of those guys. And Lebr- <laughs> Le- LeBron James is the perfect ambassador because so many people oh. hate him, but he loves the game, right? Yep. And he pushes the game. And you know, a lot of people like him. You and I support LeBron. I mean, I'm, I'm both from Akron, Ohio. I'm a big yeah. fan. But at the same time, I'm not a fan of everything he does. But he's compelling. But he's compelling. He's always got a storyline going. Compelling. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, it's 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 been front page news. It yeah. just really has. And even even today, his politics. What he does he does or doesn't say about mm-hmm. China? Um, you know, what about this? What about that? Yep. That's on the front page, y'all. It matters. It matters. Yeah, when LeBron says something you know I mean, like that. Everything he said over the weekend, when's he going to retire? Is he going to do a Tim Duncan-like retirement yeah, year? Yeah, Kobe, well, Kobe farewell tour, that kind of thing. And yeah. he was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. People were like, oh, I hate that LeBron. He knows he's thought about it. But you're right. He, he's gonna. You're gonna have an opinion about LeBron. You will not straddle the fence about how you feel about LeBron James. You hate him or you love him. And it, it, there is some recency bias here, too, because I know after Jordan retired, there was, oh, man, how many times can the Spurs win the championship? It's bad for the league, right? It, it goes in cycles. But my thing is we're, the, the, what's eroding is the overall competitiveness of the game. Yep. And when you lose that, Rod, you, you, know, you know, it doesn't seem like you care. That's the secret sauce. Yeah, that's, that's the, the goal. That's the secret sauce of all this stuff we're talking about. That's Whether you, you like the Spurs goals. or not back in the day, yeah. they played the game right. They played, I mean, it, was a, it was a compelling, and they played all year long. Right, I mean, it really was, and somebody texted it. Kawhi Leonard was the first to do the the load management thing, right? It was and, Pop. And it was Pop. It was and, Pop. Yeah, well, you got to blame Pop for that. That was Pop. Yeah. That yeah. was Pop's little invention. He was like, "Nah, we're just gonna make sure we're fresh for the playoffs." Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do some load management with my guys to make sure I don't over overwork them, and everybody obviously gonna copy that recipe and replicate it because the Spurs were the best team in the NBA. Yeah. When they were doing that. Yeah, they were. Uh, and it made sense. But at the same time, if everybody's doing it, now you got a huge problem. Yeah, now you got a big problem. Yeah. I mean, because you could argue that Pop was saying, look, we've already won championships. i got old guys here. Yep. we got exactly to be primed for the was. playoffs. You yep. young guys don't be, need to be doing that. Yep. We weren't doing that with these guys when they were young players. We're yep. doing it when they're in their 30s now because we're trying to be, be fresh. Exactly but right. But at the same time, like, the whole league copycatted it. And now you got young guys who expect it's, to have – It's Kawhi Leonard's career. Like, he's just <laughs> – yeah. Kawhi Leonard's whole he's, – he's taking it to heart. That's like who he who, – who, his career is now based on load management. He's only going to play – and you know this. He's only going to play a certain amount of games. He doesn't even care about winning MVP awards anymore. No. Because you got to play, what is it, 75% of the games now just to be a, a candidate for one of the major awards? And you hate to say it because I love Kawhi, but what's the guy? He's got a he's got a guaranteed contract. He's got a ton of money in the bank. Yeah. What are you gonna tell him? What are you gonna tell him? I've mean, got championships. I got rings. I, I mean, when he led Toronto to the championship. Wow. He um, became a made man. He yeah. became a made yeah. man. Yeah. It's a Hall of Fame player. You're a made man, brother. But you know, so why do I need to play more than sixty games a year? You tell me. <laughs> you know, they're gonna keep paying me. And Kawhi is another example of I don't care about being an ambassador for your league. That's that exactly right. Me. Give me my money. I came here to do a job. That's it. He's actually old school because he doesn't even care about being friends with the other players either. Though. No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's not really Kawhi's style. He's like, nah, I ain't about that. I ain't trying to team up with you. I'll win a championship on my own. And he did. 
He right. did. Good stuff right yeah. there. NBA coming off their all-star break. They're off till Thursday. we got college basketball on the brain, too. Got to preview this big game tonight. Texas and Kansas State will get you the matchups and uh, where the long ones have to be strong tonight to get that victory. 8 o'clock tonight. It's a late one, so uh, be advised. It's going to be a late tip. Also tonight, Rod, at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. We'll get this in what's popping. There's a great game. Texas in a must-win important game, but a great college basketball game tonight at 8 o'clock as well. We'll preview that coming up. Uh, we'll also go behind the burn orange curtain. Steve Sarkeesian's new contract is a done deal, and it's uh, public, and it's a lot of money. It's a lot straight of uh, cash, homie. straight so you can bread. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian getting a lot of it. We'll come back. Hook him up with Ian Rodby. All right, Brock must have stepped away from the board, I so don't we're think still Brock here. Is back yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was like, oh, I don't think Brock is back yet. No, I just got back. Just got back. Just right. got back. Sorry, Brock. In the nick of time. Yeah, you're not as fast in the bathroom as Jordan Spieth was on, <laughs> after 18 on Friday, I can tell you that. All right, let's get to the timeout. We'll come right back, pick it up with those conversations. Our man Brock this morning bringing the country strong, Rod. Country music heavy. Oh, yeah. Brock, you're a big country guy? I am. I am. See? Okay. All right. Well, there's a little Garth Brooks, right? I mean, uh... Uh, good stuff right there. All right, so we got Brock Bollinger producing our show today. Our man Ty will be yeah. back tomorrow. Uh, got a what's popping before the top of the hour, Rod, because it's a big game tonight for Texas at the Moody Center. Also another huge game in the Big 12 that I look forward to seeing. I'm going to be flipping back and forth or watching both at the same time. Uh, we, we get this one rolling tonight. Also talking NBA and its issues coming out of the All-Star break. Should they just cancel the All-Star game? And I'm seeing more and more of that support because anybody that watched even mon- minutes of it last night. Oh, it was dreadful. David Aldridge, the longtime NBA reporter, said, that was dreadful. Again, I, mean, yeah, I think awful. this game is irredeemable. I'm not yeah. sure why even minimal defensive effort is beyond the generation of these all-stars. Maybe time to end the game if they can't give more of a damn than that. And that's coming from the you know, people who have been covering this game a long, long time. I said the insiders now are turning on them. They're just they're said they're done with it. They're tired of covering it. And you want to cover the all-star weekend anymore. It's yeah. that bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's, it doesn't. But I remember the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl went through this exact. It, it feels like the Pro Bowl to me. I remember when we were having the same discussions, like, man, let's just get rid of it. And NFL was like, you know what? Guys, nobody watches this day. And the NFL was getting better ratings than the NBA All-Star game. Oh, 100%. They were still getting better ratings, and they yeah. still got rid of it. Yeah. Because it was bad for the sport at one point. It 100%. was a bad product. Well, and the Pro Bowl was more disposable, I think, because it was never a huge deal, and it was always at the end of the year. Um, you know, All-Star Game has been a centerpiece event for the NBA for decades. That's true. Huge event. Yeah. <laughs> right in the middle of its season. I mean, it's, it rivaled the baseball All-Star Game. It used to be. Uh, but, yeah, well, now it's going the way of uh, of playing 82 games <laughs> and uh, playing hard in the regular season. It's all going that way. Yeah. Hey, can we uh, switch gears to some NFL? Because the NFL is always on the brain. Tomorrow is the day to start putting franchise tags on players, which means the window opens to get a deal done. But I wanted to play this because we talked about it last week, and a lot of people don't know the whole story about Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey and how Andy Reid drafted Jason Kelsey out of Cincinnati when he was the coach of Philadelphia mm-hmm. and then had the opportunity to draft Travis Kelsey when he was now the head coach of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs a couple of years later. And as we said, Travis had a bit of a wild streak in him when he was in, in college 
uh, got kicked off the Cincinnati team after he failed a drug test and um, had to work his way back and earn his way back. So, you know, totally different players. But listen to these. This is Tra- Jason Tra- Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, sitting and talking to Andy Reid and uh, telling the story of how they came to be with their, their current teams and on their way to the Hall of Fame. It's three years old. If you're still coaching in 18 years, can we get another Kelsey draft pick? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah! Absolutely. You got a why. You got a baby girl. Do you remember what led to me getting drafted? And do you remember, I think we all remember what led to him getting drafted because all three of us were on the phone that day. <laughs> I guess what's the story behind mine, yours? Mine's mine and then yeah. we'll talk about Travis's. Yours was real easy. So you're a great player. Okay. A little bit undersized. Yeah. But had tremendous toughness, speed. You were smart and dirty tough and so i you know it was that was an easy decision yeah and we needed a center yeah and, and so you fit in we just got rid of all that linebacker stuff in you <laughs> gave you the hard mud and cut you loose yeah this guy i saw play against temple yeah and my son kept telling me this tight end is unbelievable kelsey's brother is like incredible yeah. I mean, you know he's 265 pounds he's a beast and then i Spence? get then i get yeah, scouting i know then i get him he's like 240 but that's okay <laughs> but i remember this i'm gonna bring back a memory for you game's over they mm-hmm. just destroyed temple mm-hmm. and i come over to the locker room you're there yep. with I your mom yeah. yeah and he comes walk be popping out and just giving me the business. Yeah. Like we're long lost friends. <laughs> and I'm going I'm it deep down I'm going, if I get my hands on that son of a buck, I am gonna rip his heart out. <laughs> <laughs> but I play along with it. Yeah. I play along yeah. with it. Yeah. Cocky, cocky. Jamie is cocky. Yeah. Just but but listen, I um, I I knew the roots. I knew the roots. Yeah. So for the first five years, it, it's been it was a war. The last five years have been unbelievable. You know, yeah. he traveled the country to 50 and, states. Uh, thank you, Brock. Appreciate that. Yeah, there's the, That's pretty cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was the story. I'm sure it went on. But um, when he was on the clock to draft Travis Kelsey, he called Jason. And back his his former center in Philadelphia, he said, hey, give me the real deal on this guy. Damn. You know, you're his brother. You grew up with him, lives with you. How big of a risk am I taking? I like the talent, but I'm a little bit worried about the character. And, uh, you know, brother gave him a strong recommendation and the rest is history, right? Damn right. Thank God he took the, the recommendation. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes would be as good without Travis Kelsey. I'm not sure that if he's not as good, that means that's fewer championships for Andy Reid. Uh, so, man, it could be a very different legacy for Andy Reid without Travis Kelsey being attached to it. By the way, speaking the of – Kelsey brothers, period, being attached to it. And by the way, where are we on Jason Kelsey returning? Is he returning or is he not? I think, he's re- I think right now he's training toward returning. Returning to play. I think so. Because I think him and Travis, they want to retire closer to the same time because now the networks want them together. Yes. They do want them to do a simulcast that's been reported. Yeah, a Manning cast type of thing. Yeah, that has been reported for multiple networks have are interested, but they're not interested in one of them. They're interested in both of them. And I think Travis thinks, hey, man, if we can go get a three-peat, that's all for me. And I think Jason's like, hey, man, we just want to prove that we can go get back to the Super Bowl. So I think they actually may think about retiring to say at the same time. Yeah, I they, think it's possible. Then they go in the Hall of Fame together. Then they go in the Hall of Fame together, and then they can start their post-career together, post-football career together. And that would be quite a scene. I know that people would get the Kelsey overload, especially if Taylor Swift's still involved. Exactly. Uh, oh, they'll be you, married by then. <laughs> I know. And Travis. You realize that uh, – 
you know, even you got to wait five years after your retirement. So if we're looking at six years away now, but Canton, Ohio is they're about both first. They'll be first ballots. Both yes, of them. for sure. Easy. And Canton, Ohio, their home home area is about forty minutes from the Hall of Fame. Come on, man. I mean, that thing would be exactly. maybe fifty five minutes up to where they grew up uh, down to Canton, Ohio. Down and NFL south. likes families. They oh. want they want families in the Hall of Fame together. So they they they're pushing for the Watts. They want the, the Mannings in the first family of football. That's why Eli is a shoe in. Um, and of course, they want the Kelsey. They like that. That's part of like the. NFL lore. You I think Eli's a shoo-in? Yeah, he yeah. won two Super Bowls. Dude, come beat the on. Well, shoo-in to me is like a first ballot. You think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh, I don't know if he's first ballot, but like I said, a shoo-in, he's guaranteed be to get in Hall of Fame. Like, okay. Guaranteed. Like, I would put money on it right now. Me too. He won two Super Bowls. He'd and be he beat Brady. Okay. Beat Brady, he'd be Brady twice, yeah. and he's a Manning. And he's got big numbers. Now, he had some bad years. I mean, he has many good years. He had bad years, he's the if first, you look at his numbers. He's part of the first family time. football, guys. He's in. Sorry. Yeah, he's in. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I mean, Joe Namath, statistically, was a pretty average quarterback. But he had that one year. But he had that one year. And that he one put the year, league on the and he, map. And, and, and by the way, it ain't all about stats, right? It's, it's all of fame. So reason Joe named this is because he made the he made the guarantee. Yeah. It, and Eli's it, famous. And Broadway uh, Joe. Broadway Joe was really famous, man. He had the fur coat. He was a I think he had, he was the highest paid player. Like he was one of those first big time quarterbacks to be a celebrity quarterback. Well, and it's both ways, right? Dan Marino's in without a Super Bowl, yeah. but he's one of the greatest throwers Warren of Moon's football in, of all time. Warren Moon's in because statistics. Yeah. Yeah. And Eli's got big numbers, and he's got two Super Bowls. He's and in. they both happen to come against the GOAT. I know y'all don't like it, but he's in, guys. He's in. He's in. <laughs> he's, in. he's in. Well, and I know, and speaking of don't like it, you're not going to like it that if. Let's put a lot of ifs together. What do you call them? The Cardi B. The if butts. Candace see us. Yeah, the big butt. Yeah. The big butt. Uh, Cardi the if would be this. Can, can you imagine in six years if Travis and Jason Kelsey both go into the Hall of Fame and Travis is married to Taylor Swift and they have kids? And they're at the Hall of Fame induction. Oh. What a scene that would be. Oh, yeah. Come on now. You know, the NFL wants that badly. Come Holy on. cow. They want that so e badly. E-Entertainment Television. The Come whole on. world would be there. That's exactly right. It'd be, it probably would be the most watched pro football Hall of Fame induction ever. Yeah. Because you'd get the Swifty crowd jumping on there. <laughs> they want to see Swifty. And, and I yeah. know most of you out there are thinking, uh, let, can Please, we not God, no. let, let this be happening? Which you know. It's happening, guys. Sorry. It's real. They, they, they're a real thing. They're hey. really in love. All right, let's go behind the burnt orange curtain. We've got what's popping for the top of the hour on Hook Em Up with Ian Rodby. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, got a couple of uh, mock drafts that I want to look at, and then we'll look at uh, the Sark contract, which is uh, a – it is a uh, fantastic contract if you're Steve Sarkeesian, but uh, it is a big one. It is a huge one. Well-deserved. So we'll get into some of the details of uh, Steve Sarkeesian's new deal. First, I want to get into some of these mock drafts. So 33rd, uh, the 33rd NFL team, they call themselves the 33rd team and the Twitterverse. Uh, they're – NFL website covers the NFL. They came out with their mock draft. Their latest mock draft has Byron Murphy as the first Longhorn off the board at 21 going to the Miami Dolphins. Um, so that is uh, one of the first mock drafts I've seen with Byron Murphy going to the Miami Dolphins. NFL.com had a three-round mock draft recently. They have Byron Murphy, first Longhorn off the board, going to the Indianapolis Colts at pick 15. Uh, says the Colts missed Grover Stewart when he served a six-game suspension last season. He's now due to become a free agent, so finding an active, strong interior defender like Murphy uh, meets a major need. So they got Murphy going 15. They actually have the Miami Dolphins taking a Longhorn, too. They got the Miami Dolphins taking JT Sanders uh, at 21. They say Sanders is an underappreciated 
prospect right now, but partially because of his lack of targets with the Longhorns, he'll be a strong pro excelling in the Mike McDaniel system as a foil to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So they got JT Sanders stock increasing to become a first round pick. That's huge. Uh, the just so you know, for Texans Cowboys fans, uh, in this three round mock draft, they got the Texans taking Tyler Guyton, Oklahoma offensive tackle. Cowboys taking uh, Troy uh, Fautanu, the offensive tackle from Washington. Uh, so you got the Cowboys taking O lineman, O tackle, uh, and they also have the Texans taking offensive tackle too. All right, getting back to the Longhorns, they got Jonathan Brooks going 39th in the second round. Remember, I told you the second round is going to be loaded with Longhorns. And I think it'll be four or five Longhorns potentially taken in the second round alone. Uh, they'll have uh, Jonathan Brooks here, 39th overall to the New York Giants in this mock draft, which makes sense. He's still the top running back on the board, no matter which big board you're looking at a ranking. They got Jonathan Brooks as the top running back on the board. Right after Jonathan Brooks at 39, they got A.D. Mitchell. Uh, going 40th overall to the Washington Commanders. I'm sure he probably wished he went to a better quarterback situation, but, hey, Washington may have an upgrade at quarterback, and they got A.D. Mitchell going in the second round here at pick 40 overall. They got the Raiders taking Tavondre Sweat at 44th overall in this three-round mock draft for NFL.com, which first time I've seen him being mocked to the, to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, yeah, and just to continue, the, the, they got the Cowboys taking Jalen Wright, a running back from Tennessee in the second round. Just if you're a Cowboys fan and you were interested in what, what they were doing. Getting back to the Longhorns, they got Xavier Worthy. I don't think Xavier Worthy is going to drop this far, but it is a really deep wide receiver draft. And right now he is seen as probably the 10th or 11th uh, highest-rated wide receiver in this class. I think his draft stock will increase, though, and I don't think he'll go this late. But they got him going 60th to the Buffalo Bills uh, on this NFL.com three-round mock draft. They got him going 60th. That would be pretty late. I think a team will trade up, actually, and go get Xavier Worthy if he starts dropping like that because he's a punt returner. He'll be one of the fastest receivers in this draft, extremely productive in college. I think some team is going to fall in love with Xavier Worthy on the board there. Uh, getting back to Texas and Cowboys in this three-round mock draft, they got the Texans taking Kate Stover, the tight end from Ohio State with 86. Cowboys taking the center from Georgia, Cedric Von, Pron- Von Pronger. Pron, Pron Granger, excuse me, Pron Granger. Uh, he is the 80. They got him going 87 to the Cowboys at center. So they got the Cowboys taking two offensive linemen in the uh, first three rounds there. The Ringer had their mock draft recently, their latest mock draft from the Ringer. Uh, Benjamin uh, Solak, who does a really good job, he's got Byron Murphy going 17th as the first Longhorn off the board uh, in that draft. Just to go back to the Cowboys, they got the Texans taking Brian Thomas Jr. in this. Uh, uh, this mock draft, just first round mock draft at 23 overall. Cowboys drafting right after that. They got the Cowboys taking Jerzon Newton, the interior defensive lineman for Illinois. He's seen by some. Bucky Brooks had him as the top defensive tackle on the board. I think Byron Murphy actually is going to end up being the top D tackle on the board. I think Byron Murphy actually has better numbers, and I think he has better film. Um, than the kid from Illinois, Jerzon Newton, um, from the what I've seen so far. Um, NFL.com also came out with their overall big board, um, and they ranked uh, top 50, basically Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 prospects, his big board. Not a mock draft, just a big board. He's just ranking every prospect. He's got Byron Murphy, the 22nd best prospect overall in the draft, A.D. Mitchell, 34th. He's got J.T. Sanders, 41st. 
He's got Xavier Worthy, 43rd, and he's got Tavondre Sweat, 48th. So essentially, he's got five Longhorns in his top 50 prospects. Remember I told you, that second round for Longhorns is going to be loaded. You may get four or five picks just in that second round alone uh, for the Longhorns. And also, depending on what happens with, with Jonathan Brooks, there are some people who got him sneaking up potentially in that second round too because he'll be the uh, top running back on the board. Uh, Pro Football Focus have their latest mock draft. Uh, they have Byron Murphy, first Longhorn off the board, going to the Raiders. A lot of people think the Raiders do need interior defense alignment. I've seen both Tavondre Sweat in the second round and Byron Murphy in the first round mocked to uh, the Raiders, and they have him at going 13th overall. And they do have him as the top D tackle because they got Jerzon Newton going 18th later on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, oh, <laughs> the Raiders once again. Uh, they In this same mock draft from Pro Football Focus, they have A.D. Mitchell. Oh, A.D. Mitchell – I'm sure loves this. They got him going 31st overall uh, in this draft here. Um, so 31st overall, that'd be a pretty damn good because um, that'd be to the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, there's a lot of talk that they may end up trading Brandon Ayuk if they don't want to sign Brandon Ayuk to a brand new deal. If that's the case, they'll definitely be looking for wide receiver help uh, in the draft. And don't forget, my man Shano is a wide receiver uh, by trade. Uh, so that, there you go. That's the mock drafts uh, that I've seen. You guys know I'm a mock slut, so I'll I'll give you guys any information on mock drafts. I think it kind of gives you like a random good gauge as to where most of the insiders see these guys being drafted. But until the combine, that's when it'll really solidify the evaluations and data points for these guys. And I think the combine is actually going to help a lot of these Longhorns increase their draft stock. I, I think Tavondre Sweat's draft stock is going to go up. I think Byron Murphy's draft stock is going to go up. Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell, J.T. Sanders. I think all those guys' draft stock is actually going to increase. I think they're all going to work out really yeah, well. Agreed. Uh, and I don't think it's crazy for the Cowboys to take two offensive linemen in their first three or four picks. I that's mean, what they got them, yeah. I mean, that's because you know, the big story that dropped over the weekend, Cowboys-related, is Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Actually, it was Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram who, who said yeah. mm-hmm. he talked to Tyron Smith's agent and you know his agent confirmed that he's not planning to retire. So, you know, essentially Tyron Smith is saying, I'm going to play. And so if he's going to play, he's either going to play somewhere else or the Cowboys got to get a new contract for him. Uh, And in their current cap situation, can they afford – I mean, Tyron Smith's second-team All-Pro last year. Yes, he was. At 33 years old. I don't think he's taking a hometown discount. He's looking to get paid one more time. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see. And then they've got their offensive center, uh, Tyler Biotish, who needs a contract. Yep. So, you know, they were thin on the offensive line anyhow uh, because That's Terrence true. Steele had a rough year this year at right tackle. So it really wasn't a strength of their team. And so, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising to see them take two, two, two offensive linemen because uh, I think they feel like they can move Tyler Smith back out to right left tackle if Tyron Smith moves oh, yeah, on. yeah, he's versatile. And you could yep. draft an interior guard, right? Maybe Because yep. at 24, you may end up getting the best interior guard on the board. And they like to take the best talent available. And that was like a Zach Martin thing, right? Zach Martin was like 17, what, 16 or 17? Yep. That's where you start getting the best centers and best ta- guards because the tackles, top tackles are off the board. Well, Tyler uh, Smith played tackle at Tulsa, right? Yes. Didn't he play right but tackle? They, yeah, and they moved him yeah. inside. Yeah, they projected him as a guard when they drafted him and the possible heir apparent for, for Tyron Smith. That was yes, kind of the plan. Exactly right. And I think it's trending that direction. But now you've got to replace the guard, and you may have to replace your center. So those are not sexy picks, but the Cowboys need them. 
yeah. and they don't have a lot of money to hit the open market and be looking for them. I agree. Uh, they're going to have to to upgrade, and the draft is the way to do that. So that's not crazy. And I, I they need a running back too, Rod. If they're not bringing Tony Pollard back, and I think that same draft had him taking a running back in the second round. So had him taking I, the that first would not round. shock me at all to see them go O line, running back, O line. That's exactly what they did in that mock draft. So it, it makes perfect sense to me too. And honestly, Jonathan Brooks could be. They might have a running back that can help them right away though, because they do. Jonathan Brooks may end up sitting a year, kind of a red shirt year in the league uh, with that injury. Uh, okay, before we get done here, Sark's new contract, it is a doozy. Straight cash, homie, goes from making uh, five, what, the extension prior to the extension, he signed $5.8 million he was due to make in year four, $6 million uh, in year five, $6.2 million in year six. Now with the new extension, he has an increase in guaranteed compensation of 78%. He's going to make $10.3 million in his uh, year four extension, and he'll make 100000 more uh, each year automatically. It increases 100000 each year until until 2030. Uh, also, lots of uh, perks with this new deal. Uh, it makes him the third highest paid coach in college football, trailing only Kirby Smart and Dabble Sweeney. Uh, the perks are great, too. He gets two dealer cars. He gets a club membership, access to the private jet for 20 hours. Um, he also gets a bonus of 300000 I think, April when everything becomes official, official. And he gets access to a lot of tickets. So, of course, it is uh, perks on top of perks. Um, that's part of being the head coach of the University of Texas. Um, but also uh, for Sark, he bumped his, he bumped and extended his coordinators and most of his assistant coaches. The only coaches who were not bumped and extended, I think everybody bumped, everybody got bumped a little bit of uh, extra money. But I believe the coordinators and uh, the other coaches were extended through 2026. But I believe uh, Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon, if I'm not mistaken, from what I saw, their extension only runs through 2024. So I believe that Sark probably wants the opportunity to upgrade there if necessary. If he doesn't see the development that he envisions for that secondary and for their coverage in year four, uh, remember they they devoted a lot of their talent acquisition this cycle to the defensive backfield. Probably was the last phase of roster construction for them since they've been on campus. Five DBs coming in the recruiting class. You're bringing in Makuba as a six DB. You had more losses there uh, via the transfer portal than any other position. So you've completely overhauled now your defensive backfield on top of infusing a young Derek Williams, a young Malik Muhammad who should get better next year. Terrence Brooks should be better. You, you retain Jade Barron. He came back, potentially could have went into the NFL draft, bringing in Makuba. If your secondary is not a strength this upcoming season, I could see Sark potentially looking to upgrade uh, at that position because Terry Joseph and Blake didn't have really been uh, recruiting well in the defensive backfield, but now it's about development with that group, and if they don't see the development they want, I potentially you could see Sark and PK looking to upgrade. So that's probably why they weren't extended and bumped. Um, but I don't think it's an indictment on the coaches yet. I just think the coaches, Sark wants to give himself a little bit of flexibility uh, just in case they don't see the development in the defense backfield. You think about it, guys, every phase, every level of the defense, offense, and special teams has improved from year one to year three. The only area where you can, you can really criticize and say they have not had marked improvement is in the secondary and in coverage and their reliability this year. You play elite quarterbacks, whether it be a Michael Penix or a Dylan Gabriel, those are your two losses last year. You'll probably have one or two opportunities where you'll play elite quarterbacks next season, and you can't afford for that to always be your vulnerability and be exposed every time you go up against elite QB play. So there you go. 
Good stuff. Behind the Burn Orange Curtain, we'll come back and uh, wrap things up with what's popping. A couple of big college basketball games tonight. Also, uh, how about a private school, private boys' school in Florida in the headlines, Rod? And it's, it's not popping. Oh, Hook them up with Ian Rodby. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that flight stocking. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got ready. All right, what's poppin'? College hoops tonight, Rod. College hoops taking center stage. We've got uh, two real big games in the uh, uh, Big 12. We know we have Texas here. Texas, of course, facing K-State, both teams 5-7. and seven. This is a critical game. Longhorns have to win all three of their remaining home games. We know that. Uh, and this is a winnable game. Longhorns are favored by eight points. In Vegas, got to get this one tonight, and they got to beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State at home because their road games the rest of the way are at Baylor, at Texas Tech, and at uh, Kansas. Those will all be huge challenges. So you have to win the home games, and uh, that begins tonight with the uh, the K State Wildcats. They're coming off a loss to TCU. Uh, Longhorns, of course, got coming off getting splattered by uh, Houston. Yeah, that was uh, that was ugly, man. U G L Y. Yeah, your backcourt, so your backcourt just can't get outplayed that badly. I mean, you can get outplayed, and because you have Dylan DeSue and you have X Factors in other places, Dylan Mitchell. But your your backcourt got so dominated. They, yeah, it wasn't. It, it was. They were. It was a no contest. I mean, <laughs> poor Max Ace was getting swatted every time he went near the lane. You could. They deed him up because yeah. remember you can tell it was personal because coming out of the, the overtime game here, Texas is one of two teams all year that have scored in the seventies against Houston. So it's a the defense a pride thing, and you know Kelvin Sampson was pushing it. Guys, these guys put seventy something on us last time. We can't let that happen again. Yeah, it looks like they made adjustments and Texas didn't make any. But as you said, I mean, what are you going to do when your guards are getting just dominated to that extent? It's not yeah. much you can do. Yeah, Aismas and Hunter were bad. Yeah. Um, you know, Tyrese Hunter was, was actually got picked early and gave up a dunk, and then he got pulled out and came back in and brought a little life. He had seven points, and that's when they got back to 17-all. Uh, Max Aismas hit a tough four-point, like three-pointer, got fouled. But that's it. I mean, it is, they, they, got, they got totally dominated by L.J. Cryer and uh, Jamal Shedd. And again, they can—they're better than you. But at the same time, you got to hold your own, got to compete. They're not supposed to be that much better than no, you. No, no. Uh, okay, Rod, that'll be the game tonight. But how about also speaking of Houston, they play Iowa State tonight. They play Iowa State at eight o'clock. That's going to be a really good, good basketball game. Iowa, Iowa State now twenty and five. Houston's twenty-two and three. This is a critical game for the Big Twelve championship. The regular season. It's a big. Both teams are atop the Big Twelve right now. So I'm looking forward to both of those games tonight. I'll be checking them out for sure. Big Twelve is so loaded. I know. And yes. Iowa State's playing really good basketball. This will be a defensive game. Both teams play elite defense. And uh, I look forward to watching that one tonight. It'll be a good chess match there. And then Texas with K-State at the Moody Center. We'll see what kind of crowd the, the Longhorns draw. Hey, what did you were, were you able to – I haven't asked you this morning. Were you able to watch any of the Patriots Dynasty Apple deals? I, I, didn't, I, did, I didn't watch it. I put it on the queue. It's up there. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I ran out of time, damn it. Yeah, that's the uh, the Patriots dynasty. Uh, yeah. First Ten two part episodes are out, and I think another one comes out. Another episode comes out this week. Yeah, I think they they put out two, and now they'll come one a week. Oh man, yeah, all the I, way to ten. Oh well, I got time. I, know I got you time. Got time. I get my football fix in with it, so we'll get we'll get time in breaking it down a little bit. And I did see uh, Oppenheimer mentioned that that was popping over the weekend. Finally got to see that great movie, and uh, oh, it's worth huge it. it's thumbs worth, up. It's worth your three hours, folks. It really good. is a good, and film. it goes by fast. Trust me. Great history, great account of, oh, of uh, great acting. The, I mean, because the name Robert Oppenheimer should be. You know, one of the more famous people in the world, but he's not really, and it takes it into why. Uh, it really is good. Uh, also, this rod not popping, and I know Brock will appreciate this story. 
Uh, you, you ever do the OnlyFans thing at Brock either? I have not. Not me. Has Brock ever done like you ever look at it? Is he allowed I've, to do that? I don't think I've ever even went. I don't, I've never even watched an OnlyFans me broadcast. Either. I've not. I'll admit that. I will admit I, that too. I created an account one time because a comedian that I like had a had a special on OnlyFans, which I thought was hilarious. Okay. So that's okay. that's my that's only your... OnlyFans experience. Well, how about this? It seems a bit excessive, state of Florida. Uh, Dateline, D- Florida, Liberty Christian Preparatory School in Florida. So a mother of two students at the school okay. named Michelle Klein has an OnlyFans account under which she goes by the name Piper Fawn, and she shows revealing pictures of herself. Of course, yeah. She's so, the mother of two of the students at the school. How old are these students? It uh, does not say here. It doesn't say if it's middle They're school They're old enough to check out OnlyFans, it appears. Okay. So, But the mother put a bumper sticker, on a decal on her car, advertising her account. Oh, so anytime she rolls up to go pick up the kids. Yes. All the kids are like, oh. Kids started to see it. Write that down. Well, administrators have now expelled nine students who have apparently either talked about the account or went to the account. I don't know how they've discovered them, but nine students have been expelled. I know how they discovered it. I know. She promoted it. (laughs) Yeah. And the the school asked her to start parking further away, like not coming near the school. Oh, asked to not promote her. OnlyFans account and using so these kids. If you're not 18, you're not. You, can, you can't go on there, right? With explicit material. If you're not I don't 18. know. So are they getting onto the site? I guess they're just lying, just saying. Klein's two kids know. themselves were expelled after she spoke to the media by being used to, to being asked wow. to park off campus. Uh, another mother, Lexi Thomas, complained about the sticker on TikTok, leading to her kids being uh, six kids being expelled. In the end, nine kids have been yanked from the school because this lady's OnlyFans account. Why can't you discipline your own kids and keep them off of the OnlyFans account? I don't know. It, right? Because they're not supposed to be on there if they're not 18. I know that. And when I say it's a decal, like it's the entire back window. <laughs> OnlyFans.com, Piper Fawn. Is she attractive? That's what I was saying. I'm going to wait till all the facts come out on this. Is she attractive? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it shouldn't take you that long to say, yeah. So that, she was not that attractive. No, then. she's not. She's She's, okay. she's large. So she's mid. There she's it mid. is. Mid. There it is. Oh, she. Uh, Usually, when there's like that hesitation, there's. Uh, okay. Ah, she's she's, but she's you big know, breasted. I huh? would say if you were 12 <laughs> years old, you'd want to check that out. Uh, oh yeah, I probably would. I probably <laughs> and if they happen well, to just, be their fat little girlfriends, too bad. She's, well, just she's by no means large. Well, it's more about this. More about the hot mom. At yeah, the school. The hot, hot mom. Anybody who got a hot mom is like, that's, hey, I got to check oh, yeah. that out. There's a lot of your hot mom. Man. And we got to get to Jim Rome show, but there's a lot of, of Florida in that story. Yeah. An OnlyFans mom who drops her kids off at Liberty Christian Preparatory School. Exactly. And then, <laughs> what, what? And then advertises the OnlyFans account in the back window. Oh, yeah. What Good are we doing you. here? Oh, man. That hey. is very Florida. Hey, you know, we don't know what kind of content she has on there. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Oh, well, I'm looking at some of the pictures here. She's She's got no shirt on. Yeah, well. She's kind of covering herself with her arm. Maybe so. she's trying to it teach works. them lessons. Maybe it's a, maybe it's like, yeah, maybe it's tutoring. Maybe some math lessons going on there, teaching them how to add stuff and subtract. And we just promoted it, so Piper's doing well. She's doing really well. She's about she's to blow up, actually. Send a check our way. Yeah. Oh, no. She's pro- Does she have another job, or is that her main source of income? By the size of that decal on her car, it's probably her only that's source. That's amazing. Well, Can I ask you this? Drops the kids, that's when she drops the kids off at school. That's when she goes and does. <laughs> what, what kind of car was it? Was, was she like oh, driving a Ferrari yeah. or was she driving? No, like, it was a like a nice-looking SUV. Okay. okay. SUV. She's doing all right then. All right. Uh, hey. Everybody have a great Monday. We'll do it again on a Tuesday morning. We'll have Texas basketball to chatter about tomorrow. Also that Iowa State-Houston game. Everything else for be watching tonight and today. Also preview oh, that Texas yeah. baseball series or tonight, or game Tuesday night. All right, Rod, have a good Tuesday. You too, brother. Thank you, Brock. Appreciate you, Thanks, brother. Brock. Yes, show next. Everybody have a great one.